0: Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. My name is Mickey. I'm a worship arts coordinator at Baylife Church.
1: And I'm Travis, and I'm the teaching pastor at Baylife Church.
0: And we want to welcome you to the Stone Table.
1: It's another week,
0: another week, another episode,
1: another episode of the stone table. But I mean, in, in some sense, everything is just like it was, right? It's Wednesday. There's a new episode coming out, mm-hmm. but in another sense, everything has changed there's since a, last week.
0: There's a different, there's a different air about there, there, us. There's,
1: there's an electricity in yeah, the air. There's
0: something in the air. Yeah. Why is that Travis?
1: Well, so uh, I would assume that, you know, mm-hmm. um, but, but for those listening last night, at least last night, as of us recording this, mm-hmm. Tampa won the Stanley Cup.
0: Yes, we did.
1: I don't know who Stanley is. I don't know why he's giving out cups to victorious hockey teams. No clue. I know not a single thing about sport.
0: Nope. But but I
1: love Tampa.
0: That's right. And if Tampa and if a Tampa team wins, we all win.
1: We all win. So
0: it's a victory for the city.
1: So once again, Tampa proves that it is the greatest city in all of the cosmos. (laughs) That's that's the Greek pronunciation. Yeah,
0: okay. Wow. Uh, yeah. And
1: uh and yeah, so so there's an electricity in the mm. air, right? Knowing that we're living in, in a city of champions at that's this very right. moment. We're recording live from the the hockey capital of the universe. It,
0: it feels good. It does. I can't lie. Yeah. I don't know anything about hockey.
1: Not a single thing. Um, no.
0: But like I said, if if a Tampa team wins, then I win and life is good.
1: Yeah, yeah. I I know nothing about sports. I know, like, absolutely nothing. And I think I've chosen to to be ignorant. It's probably wise for you, I feel like. I just get too emotionally invested. Yeah. Like, I was the kid who, like, wanted to break video game controllers when he lost. Mm. And so the thought of every week being invested in a competition in which.
0: The possibility is very real in yeah. what you might lose.
1: Yeah, and my heart's gonna be broken. Yeah. I just can't do Why that. Why do myself? that to yourself? And, you and it's not entertaining to me, right? It's mm. it's heartbreaking. Yeah. I don't I, I don't I don't even know the last time, I mean pre-COVID that I even went to a sporting competition. You
0: know, I'll tell you that I also cannot remember when the last time I went to a sporting event was. However, I like going to sporting events. I enjoy them because of concession stand food oh
1: gosh it's so good so
0: i like i said before i don't know anything about sports yeah but i will always agree to go to a sporting event because i like to eat concession stand food and it's the same no matter what arena or stadium you go to it's true
1: nathan's hot dogs Dippin' Dots.
0: Um, uh, what's the Carvel ice cream? Carvel oh, ice cream. The soft oh. serve. You guys. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. it is. Uh,
1: if that's what sports were about, then I would love sports. I
0: mean, it is to me. Yeah. So <laughs> that's <laughs> uh, what it is to me.
1: So yeah, last night we uh, we drove around the city in celebration and honked our horn yes. at all the bystanders.
0: Yep. So whenever. We found out that the lightning won because Travis pulled it up on Google. Yep. Um,
1: (laughs) Did the lightning win search.
0: (laughs) He said, we have to go downtown. And I was like, right now? And he said, yep. And I'm so glad that you dragged me out of bed.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It was, I mean, it was beautiful. We just drove around the city and honked our horn and chanted Tampa.
0: And and the people. You've been trying to
1: start a chant all season. It's true. Tampa. Tampa, That's
0: right. And everyone on the streets were... Everyone was just chanting and cheering and honking, and and the city was lit up blue because of the lightning colors, yeah, right? The cool. the logos black, not black, uh, white. It's,
1: it's blue. It's blue and it's white. It's blue and it's white, blue yeah. white. I don't know how you could light something up. Black.
0: black I don't know but that'd be kind of cool
1: yeah so black I lights I guess right? yeah. yeah
0: anyway um no blue and white and so there was a logo and Curtis Hickson Park it was all lit up it was super cool and there was just an electricity it was there. electric it was yeah. great
1: it was beautiful and we texted our friend Steven the whole time
0: yeah because he actually likes the lightning he the loves
1: sport. he loves the sports yes and he loves the lightning and mm-hmm. he explains to me when I don't understand the sports he's a good man he's a good man yeah so uh <laughs> I'm sure he'll hear this at some point yeah. and uh Yeah. (laughs) Shout out. Shout out. Shout out, Steven. Um, (laughs) So today's episode has nothing to do with sports. Nope. Not a single thing. Uh, But it's awesome because uh, much like the city of Tampa, our guest is coming from
0: a very cool place. A
1: very cool location. Yes. Uh, So why don't you introduce our guest?
0: Yeah. So today we are sitting down with Claudia Isaki. She is from France.
1: She is. With
0: uh, So she's from a a neighboring city in Paris. Just outside of Paris, mm -hmm. I think. Yes. And so she is amazing. She's a musician.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Um, And we've had people on the show before who were musicians who turned into pastors or who um, eventually went uh, somewhere else. Wrote books
1: and did theology. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. So it was really exciting to sit down with Claudia, who pretty much does music full time. Right. Um, And so, yeah, she put out uh, an EP earlier this year called My Home. And uh, it is amazing. And I first found it through uh, the Gospel Coalition. They put out an article about uh, brand new artists that you need to be listening to. And so I, I did that. Yeah. I totally checked her out. And and it was so great. Uh, her EP was so beautiful. Uh, mm-hmm. She's got a very unique uh, sense uh, of style and, and, her, and her music. and It's very and her, poetic. Her, yes. her songs are her almost lyrics. like players. Yeah. Yes, it's beautiful. So right around that time, we made our new Instagram for the podcast. And so I figured, well, maybe maybe she's on Instagram, yeah. and if she is, maybe we can message her, and she will agree to be with us. And she did; she yeah. totally did. So, yeah, we we're really really thankful that we got the chance to uh, sit down and talk with her about her new music and her songwriting and mm-hmm. her um, uh, just her journey as a believer and and how uh, the spirit uh, really.
1: Works in her songwriting yeah. process, yeah, mm-hmm. and obviously we we talk primarily about her release, the the My Home EP that you mm-hmm. mentioned, uh, but she does have a new EP coming out called Golden Hour yes. that should be out in the next week or so on all streaming platforms. Mm-hmm. We haven't got the chance to listen to it yet, but if her last EP is any indication, it's going to be phenomenal. Yes, and would very much encourage you to check it out. I loved having this conversation with Claudia and great, just yeah. hearing about the way that the the spirit has sort of led her into writing worship music and music for the lord Mm, and how the spirit sort of guides her in the writing process and so super excited about this conversation and so we're going to go ahead and jump right in for baylife church i'm travis and i'm mickey and this is the stone table
2: So, Claudia, thank you so much for joining us today. We are so excited to have you, and we are so thankful that you accepted our uh, Instagram request.
3: <laughs> thank you very, very much for.
2: For, for, for having me. I'm super super it. Oh yeah. So you are our very first guest from Paris. You are mm-hmm. our second guest ever from Across the Pond. This is true. Um, okay. And you are the very first guest that we actually contacted via Instagram. Our Instagram is like <laughs> brand new. And so once we realized, you know, we can, we can message people and see if they will come on the show. So you are our very first, uh, in, in a lot of different ways.
3: Wow. Oh, that's, I mean, I like that.
1: <laughs> um, so you're you're currently located in Paris. Uh, did you grow yep. up in Paris, or did you move there for school work? Or tell us a little bit about your background. How you ended up there.
3: Uh, I was born in a in a in a city in the in Normandy uh, called Rouen, um, and then I moved here when I was one. So. Okay. Um, Paris is all I've ever known really, it's my hometown, um, it's where I I grew up, Um, I'm actually not in the postcard Paris, Um, um, I mean from the outskirts, Mm -hmm. Um, so like we have like what you call the um, greater Paris and I'm on the east side, Um, so it's a very, very, very special place, Mm -hmm. Um, if you ask about you know, if you ask French people about my area, mm-hmm. um, you know we have a history and um, and um, and a reputation. <laughs> Um It's a it's it's quite a poor area actually, but it's very diverse mm-hmm. uh, in wealth and in cultures. But unfortunately, this this um, area is known around France for not so cool things when it's actually one of the most beautiful and greatest places ever.
1: Yeah. Oh,
2: yeah, and one of the things we wanted to ask you about is what are some of your favorite things about the city? Because we've never been there, and I don't know that we will be in the foreseeable future. So,
1: Right, the travel plans are kind of on a yeah. permanent hiatus with Yeah, but we love
2: to travel, and so I wanted to ask what are some of your favorite things about the city?
3: So about Paris, then not my town, because there's um, my town is good, but it's not very... Um, it's not a very touristic place, gotcha. but um, one of my favorite places. One of my favorite things about Paris is the architecture. Mm. Mm. Even if you know I've I've grown up here, I've been you know um, commuting in and out of like Central Paris, etc. I, I always get you know very very amazed by by, by the architecture, mm. and um, that would be my favorite thing. Just the oh. the mood of yeah. the city we yeah. have this river um, so it's very very beautiful and there's a it, it, all i all i do there is just walk and look around with my headphones on music mm-hmm. on oh i love that
1: that's, that's so awesome that's awesome so the thing that i i feel like i hear constantly i haven't been to france but i hear that the food is amazing in yeah. particular the pastries yes so yes, <laughs> yes. if yes. i'm on a quest <laughs> for the best pastry wh- where do i need to be going anywhere Anyway,
3: is okay. yeah. <laughs> here we've got literally the base like the um, the best pastries like ever. Um, there's no specific place. Um, most people, most um, professionals master mm. their, their their art, I guess. So there's no there's no particular place that you you need to go to. Uh, sometimes not like, even like the the most famous ones that make the best, the best pastries. Mm. Um, the you know little corner shops. Yeah. Bakeries are some
2: Definitely. That's how it is in Argentina. Yeah. It's like anywhere you go, the pastries are great. Yeah.
3: So cool. I love Argentina.
2: Oh yeah. I am from Argentina. So Hi. I, uh, I, I, got the chance to go a couple last year, I guess. Yeah. Uh, and I spent three months there and let me tell you, I ate so many pastries while I was there. Mm-hmm. I went to study and I think I did more eating than I did studying. <laughs> um, yeah. So Claudia, I actually found your music, uh, featured on the gospel coalition. There was an article written by Brett Kraken and your music was listed on there as, uh, I think the title was 15 artists you you have to be listening to right Mm -hmm. now. And so I found you on there, and so I checked you out on Apple Music, and I just... I was dri- I think I was driving to work or something. Yeah. Um yeah. and we were not together uh and I and I was listening to it and I was so immersed by it and I texted Travis and I was like you need to listen to this right now. It, Whatever it is you're doing stop and listen to Claudia right now. Yeah, it was
1: a very intense text message. Yes. <laughs> Drop everything oh. you're doing and look up this song. <laughs>
2: Yes. So that's how I found your music. Um, and so I'm so thankful that I did. Um, and so as we get into talking about your music, uh, I wanted to ask you, uh, as a musician, uh, what came first for you? Was it guitar playing? Was it singing? Can you tell us a little bit about your journey as a musician?
3: Um, well, first off, um, shout out to the gospel coalition. Mm-hmm. I i am very, very happy about that. I'm so glad that you found mm-hmm. my music. um, Singing definitely came first. I remember, um, I don't have like, yeah, I remember singing a lot when I was young. Um, And I remember the age of six as the moment where I want when I realised that I wanted to be a singer Mm -hmm. specifically. Um, I didn't really know about any instruments. Uh, I was not very aware when it came to all the. You know, I was just very focused on vocals and, and, and singing because I was I was a fan of Destiny's Child mm. and Beyonce, so that's Legendary. what strikes me yeah. most when you listen to them. Right. So, yeah, I was very much into singing, and then it's only when I was about 13 14 that uh, I got a uh, um, guitar for Christmas that I didn't ask for. I think it was my brother who asked for a guitar, and mm-hmm. my I mean. Santa Claus um, <laughs> <laughs> got us both like one each yeah. and that's when I I kind of got interested I was like it's there so I might as well try and play it mm-hmm. it's very frustrating because I realized it's it's not natural for me to mm. play in a school and, mm. um so that definitely came later and I proper could pl- I, I like how I really could play the guitar when I was about 15 um that's when I felt very comfortable with it but uh, yeah, it's always been singing for me. And actually, I realized that um, it's only like a month or two ago, or, I mean, during lockdown, that I, I kind of got back to my first love that I sing in.
2: Mm.
3: Because um, with, with music and songwriting and playing the guitar, I kind of got caught up and like um, I, I became a singer songwriter, but I didn't really, really, um, um, I forgot that I enjoyed singing yeah uh, you know without anything else um right. you know that that's definitely my first love
1: cool yeah it's it's always interesting to trace that journey i know i i don't know when i decided i wanted to start playing music i, I grew up in a fairly musical household my dad mm-hmm was obsessed with Jimmy. My dad is obsessed with Jimmy Buffett um, Yes, <laughs> and, and plays the harmonica and he's kind of totally self-taught. And so, yeah. so I just grew up listening to my dad play harmonica to Jimmy Buffett records. <laughs> uh, but I also grew up in church where obviously music is kind of front and center every week. And so yeah. I'm wondering for you, did you grow up in the church and how much did that experience shape your, uh, your love of music and your, your desire to pursue music?
3: Um, I kind of uh, yeah, I guess I grew up in the church. Uh, I was in and out until at the age of fifteen. Uh, I, I I went to different churches, Catholic churches, mm-hmm. non-Catholic churches, non-denominational, and, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I don't know if so I grew, I guess yeah, I did grow up in the church. But there were like long periods of time when I wouldn't go because. Um, 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 Yeah, yes, I I went to to church a lot when I was a. I I can't really, I I don't know why, but I can't say if I grew up there or not. But it was definitely part of my my life. Um, and and the music, I don't think it um, encouraged me particularly to pursue music. Mm. Um, I think I was not very. It 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 definitely didn't spark any creativity in me. Okay. Yeah. Just because worship music is not a genre but like church music or whatever we can call it it's mm. never my style of music I was you know when I go to church I don't go for the music yeah uh, I it's literally just the vibe yeah. <laughs> and the, the Holy Spirit <laughs> yeah. um, but yeah. it's not it's not necessarily about the music so it, it hasn't really helped me in any sense unfortunately I was always very amazed by the singers the vocalists mm, um yeah. you know gospel singers are really amazing and um i feel like the church has some of the greatest instrumentalists and vocalists in the world but um we don't really appreciate them properly i think but growing up it was never the music that i would listen to for, yeah. for the music so
1: mm. yeah and so having said like i i grew up in, in the church, I will say I simultaneously grew up playing punk rock and, and death metal music. And so the, the music that, that I enjoyed was not the music we were playing on Sundays. Right. Um, right. Yeah. So I think, I think a lot of, mm-hmm. a lot of musicians could relate to that experience. And a lot of artists I think could relate to that experience that, you know, they mm-hmm. love the Lord and are, and are shaped by the gospel, but, but the art that's put forward in the church doesn't do a whole lot in terms yeah. of inspiring them. So it sounds like that's kind of been your experience
3: yes but I've, I've, I'm it's changing a bit um the church has been more open to creativity yeah. and freedom um, in art so that's beautiful yeah yeah that's a great thing
2: so who would you list as some of your biggest musical influences since we're talking about the the things that spark us and shape us in our in our genres and our tastes so what would you say is uh what were some of your biggest musical influences, maybe some artists that kind of shape your approach to uh, music and your songwriting in particular?
3: Yeah. Um, there's there's There have been a lot of people. There's been a lot of people um, in different um, times of my life, mm-hmm. but there's this person that remains constant. Um, Leanne Le Havis, for me, is somebody who um, has definitely influenced me I would say she has completely influenced, influenced me in the sense that as a songwriter, as a singer and as a guitar player, as a guitarist, she has definitely influenced me. I couldn't mm-hmm. definitely like, I couldn't pinpoint the things that I picked up from her or love most about her mm-hmm. or, you know, but it's just the whole package. And yeah. anytime I look at her, I, I, I know that she, she has definitely played a, a big part in my art, but there's also Amy Winehouse, incredible. who has definitely influenced me. Unfortunately, I I got interested when she dies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no chance of me ever meeting her, actually. But, um, yeah, she's definitely influenced my singing, mm. really. Yes, she's an incredible vocalist. Uh, because I love vocalist. her songwriting, but I, I never felt like I could write the way she does or, you know, I never tried to copy her or anything. Mm-hmm. But her singing, the, the scatting and the freedom yes. in her voice, it has definitely influenced me um, to to feel like I can literally do
1: anything with my voice. Yeah. And, um, you know, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So one of the things that uh, we've talked about before is that there's some like kind of uh, surprising influences for both of us. So, yeah. so, you know, I love indie and, and punk and metal, but there are like two or three random country songs that I really like. Yeah. And And it always shocks people when I say, no, I love Johnny Cash or I really like,
2: Tyler Childers. Like, yeah,
1: Tyler Childers or some some off-brand country artist. Would there be any any influences for you that might come as a surprise that that maybe you can't even hear in your music, but subconsciously they're kind of shaping the way that you approach your art?
3: Um, definitely. I mean, I'm, I love so many different styles of music. Yeah. So I guess when people know me, it's not really shocking because, uh, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but I will say... People like um, um, Arctic Monkeys. Mm, uh, yeah, great yeah. band. I'm not sure it's very. Sp- oh, yeah, just the this the songwriting is super beautiful. Mm. Um, and I guess Alex Turner, so the, the 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 songwriter and singer, he has definitely opened, um, like, made me feel like it's okay to have long titles mm-hmm. and yeah. to have very. Um, you know, his writing is so specific, and it's, yeah. and so um, there's a lot of ana- um, analogies, lots of metaphors, mm-hmm. very long sentences, uh, sometimes complicated words and stuff, and it's, it's still beautiful. And, it's, um, and for me, it's just, um, that's when I was younger, about, like, 14. It just made me feel like, okay, it's okay. You don't have to make your art simple, mm. or um, you're not trying to be understood sometimes. It's just, and his songwriting is very fun. So mm-hmm. that's what I love about that.
2: That's awesome. Yeah. So speaking of songwriting, uh, something that Travis and I always talk about, cause he and I have written a couple things before. And and so the, the big question is always, do you start with the, the musical melody or do you start with the lyrics? And sometimes it's a little bit of both really yeah. depending yeah, on sure. what we're trying to write. So I wanted to ask you for your songwriting process, do you have a system? Like, do you do uh, the music first and the melody or then the lyrics, or can you walk us through that process?
3: Um, I would say there's no specific process, to be fair. I always, um, you know, I've got um, the memos, like memos on my phone, mm-hmm. full of lines and ideas, words and stuff, mm-hmm. cool, cool lines that I really want to incorporate somewhere and like i put somewhere in the song. Um, so I keep that there. I also have voice memos with melodies and stuff. Mm. Um, but um, most times I just take my guitar. I mean, every time it's always the same. I pick up my guitar, play a melody and then um, either the words just flow out and the melody flows out uh, or I need to go uh, get my phone and just check if there's yeah. a laugh. and that, could, that <laughs> could fit. But yeah, but I guess my process has changed now because my brother introduced me to this program, this computer software Um, music program Mm um so before I would only it would be very quick um because I'd just be playing the guitar and singing over it and just recording it on my phone Mm -hmm. and now with this computer thing I can put different tracks um Mm. different layers add harmonies be more creative so that's definitely
1: so one of the things that, that we've talked about as we've listened to your record, and one of the things that I so appreciated about it is how honest it is. Uh, I mean, many many of the, the words to these songs, they just feel straight out of a, a prayer journal, and, and they're very raw and and uh, emotional in a lot of ways. Yeah. And so I, I guess I just wonder for you as an artist, w- was there any sort of fear, anxiety in releasing something so personal? How did you navigate that, uh, uh, that, that experience?
3: So before I was a... Uh before I exclusively started writing songs for God, um, I was already into songwriting and, um, and I was actually already putting out music. You know, it was just very many love songs, um, songs about my crushes at school and stuff. Mm-hmm. So that was very personal in itself. Um, and the source of my fear was is still the same as it used to be. Mm. It's not so much about a wide audience listening to my music and, and, um, kind of getting like a, you know, getting insights on my relationship with God, etc is very much about, you know, it's mostly about my family listening to my music. Mm. Um, that bothers me. Um, you know, it's the same as like, I prefer playing in front of a, of a, of a very big crowd because I can't see anybody. Right. And these people won't see me again. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it's a one-time thing, and and um, and I guess with my family, it's just that they're so close to me. Mm. Um, it feels just a little weird. Um, this, I mean, before I before I started writing about God and for God, um, most importantly, I my my parents didn't actually know I made music, so that oh, was okay. in, that was in like in twenty nineteen. Mm-hmm. that i that i started putting out christian music um gospel music but they didn't know because i didn't want them to know my yeah. siblings knew uh, my siblings knew that these were love songs and stuff but my parents i've always been very modest about my feelings and especially my you know romantic feelings i guess is very cultural um and less and less now because i feel like there's no you know taboos are very toxic and dangerous so mm-hmm. but um yeah, so the, it's it, it, yeah, it's always been about my family and the people at my high school. Yeah, because mm. it's just about people who knew me before I was an artist, mm. um, having to see me transition into the person that I am. It feels like they're, you know, allowing them in my secret garden. Or right. Yeah. 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 Totally. The thing is, um, what I like about sharing personal music. Uh, and and that makes it less. Um, um, that makes me less nervous. Is that I know that people can relate, mm. and there's really no such thing as personal. You know, there's such a thing as personal music, but it's really the thing is, we as human beings always feel so special and so unique and stuff, but we're really all the same. So mm, the, yeah. the the feelings that I share, we can really all relate to it. Love um um love you know, all these <laughs> things i guess uh, we've all felt yeah. it at some point it's just the experience that is different right. but most times people message me telling me oh this song is actually my prayer to god so mm. even my prayer is not my very own right name, yeah my own only you know that's so good people can relate people definitely can relate
1: So I, I would be interested to know about this transition that you talked about from you know songwriting, just generally speaking, to really seeing this as a way to serve the Lord. What what prompted you to make that transition as an artist? And tell us just a little bit about how you how you stepped into that journey.
3: Right. Um, so funny thing is, it kind of came full circle because when I remember when I was um, when I first went back to church after a. High spiritual hiatus I was about 14 15 something right? and that's when I really made the decision to follow Jesus and um mm. and at that moment I was like I remember my cousin asking me what I want to do when I grow up and I was like I want to be a gospel singer and I was thinking about people like Tasha Carbs and mm. uh Kiera uh, Shad and all these people and I, that was specifically what I wanted to do the thing is it's not actually my natural style with music but I felt okay. like that was the only thing that was possible. Uh, when singing for the Lords, and then I dropped the idea because I realized that was actually not for me that's not why it's not the type of music I make Mm. and then um, I went on you know I I kept writing songs because I've been writing since I was about 13 and I kept writing those songs and um, I've I've played in bars and pubs and, um, and stuff I've opened for artists and stuff but So with that secular music or non-Christian music, I did this thing, and I had a a very beautiful audience. And then when I, in 2018, um, so I was about to turn 20, um, I went to this um, youth retreat, like with my the you know my my church. We Mm -hmm. the you know young people went to this place, and uh, in a moment of worship, I had my. I feel like no, that was not my first encounter with God, but it was a really special, special experience. I had never felt God's presence this way.
1: Mm.
3: And I was struggling with a few things and I had already heard God telling me maybe you could I mean, you could actually try and make your songs a bit more about me or like <laughs> this music thing, I gave yeah. you know, the talent I gave it to you. You have to use it for my for, for my my will, my purpose, my yeah. glory. And I had heard it before, but I was very reluctant. And then at this specific worship night that we were, you know, having, um, I felt God's presence and God's love. And, like, I, I, I couldn't say it, but I felt God showering me with love, literally. Yeah. I felt a father holding me very close. It sounds very weird, but, um, yeah. And And God told me so many things about my life and, like, fixed a lot with mm. like a very structured um, <laughs> um, argumentation <Yeah>. on <laughs> certain things that was that was so specific. And I proved his love for me. And and then he told me, now that you know all of this, I tell you again. Yeah. <laughs> um, this music thing, make it for me. Mm. Use it for mm. me. Yeah. Uh, glorify me through it. And I was like, yes, but the music I make is not what we do, it's, it's not, the... yeah, I'm not sure people are actually going to listen. And he was like, no, make the music that you love making, but make it for me and that will work. Mm. I was like, okay. I mean, it was not that easy. I struggled and I wrestled sure. with God and I lost, of course. <laughs> uh, yeah. we, we
1: all eventually lose in wrestling with God. Definitely. Right? <laughs> Totally.
2: Yeah. That sounds like a very, very special encounter with the Holy Spirit. So mm-hmm. I think those are some of the best experiences that you can have, um, where you're in that communion with the Lord and he tells you exactly what you're going to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we, we wanted to ask, uh, as we, uh, finish up writing, talking about writing songs, uh, when you are writing, uh, your music, do you feel like, are you conscious of the Holy Spirit's work? Do you do you continue to feel that as you're writing or um, what are, what are some of the ways that you uh, just kind of write from your heart and, and as prayers and
1: yeah. Yeah. Cause I, I think, you know, as we've tried to write worship music, yeah. which is, does not come easily. Like I totally sympathize with your, yeah, it's not super easy. <laughs> like that tension there. I think there are times where you and I have, have sensed like, man, I think God is in this. And then yeah. there's times where we've written it and then come back to it a month later and been like, yeah, I think the Lord helped us with that. But we mm. had no idea at the time. Yeah.
3: Actually, um, yeah, when, when I eventually lost the battle against God, I kind of struggled um, with songwriting because I mm. was – songwriting is very much about um, – I mean, for me at least, it was very much about just doing – the things that I knew like it was very yeah it became a habit so um and the topics were very very much the same but um the songs were different but I was writing out of my place of comfort and it was very easy um and I was not used to writing about to writing about God and my experience with God etc so when mm-hmm. it, when the time came to actually do it it was always just a blank sheet of paper and I couldn't do anything it was not actually the music was not good Mm. um and and I I told how I made this prayer one day to God and I said okay you got me into this like you pushed me into this Uh that was never my intention like I I didn't I I don't want to do it um so you're actually gonna have to write the songs because I can't do it Mm. um and after I made that prayer it just clicked and I and and now I can't actually write about anything else um so I would say this is definitely the Holy Spirit's work, but as I write each song, I don't have a particular experience, like supernatural experience, or it's is very much like praying. Sometimes, yeah, uh, you feel something, sometimes you don't. But the 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 most important thing is that you're doing it. Yes. And so, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. And and sometimes it's but well, most times it's when I listen back to the song um, a while later, I'm like. I could not have said that myself but I couldn't. <laughs> Right, me, right. That's it's not me. But yeah. I would say for, for, for a song like Milk and Honey, for Milk and Honey was definitely an experience. It was definitely an experience. I was very much in like I felt God's presence as I was writing it.
1: So I actually wanted to ask you about Milk and, Milk and Honey because that's that's my favorite song on the record. Yeah. Um and and the the line in it in particular if it's not you then it's no one is is my favorite line just because I know I went through a pretty significant crisis of faith probably from like 20 2014 to 2017 mm-hmm. and uh and I I felt that right I, I you hadn't even released your record yet but for me it was like if if yeah. Jesus is not really God if the gospel is not really true I'm not going to go join another religion I'm I'm going to mm-hmm. be nothing um so yeah. I'm, I'm curious as to what drove you to write that song because when I heard it, I was like, this is exactly how I felt. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's so captured that tension for me.
3: Um, it's funny the way that got us to things because the experience you have with the song is not the same that I have with the song. Sure. Or, um, and it's very beautiful. Um, it, it did not come from a place of um, crisis in my faith, actually. I tend to make these big declarations of love mm. to God out of nowhere. Sometimes, even mm. when I'm not in a <laughs> particular situation. Um, so I understand. Um, okay, yeah. So um, milk and honey. I remember writing it because I I had just got signed to my current label, uh, DoReMa, and uh, I started playing a few shows. The EP was not out. And I started playing a few shows and I felt the attention and I felt people were um, happy about my music and liked my music and me and people were complimenting my music and complimenting me. And I have this tendency to, or the Holy Spirit has this tendency to Mm. always make me, um, like to remind me that it's not about me. And so Instantly, because there was this part of my my flesh that was like, oh, could you look at this? (laughs) (laughs) That's nice. It feels really nice. (laughs) It was was very, very nice. And then instantly I felt it in my heart, like, be very careful. Be very, very careful. Mm. Because your career has not even started that you're already feeling like, that's (laughs) nice. Be very careful because um, this is, like, the best way for you to, to fail. Because, and, 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 um, because God elevates the those he wants to elevate and sometimes it's even better for you not to be elevated if you're already, mm. you know, going off with the idea that it's about you and stuff. And so quickly I was like, okay, no, Lord, I'm, I'm very sorry, please yeah. take it <laughs> away from me. I don't, I, I don't want to make music and I don't want the recognition or I don't want the attention if it's not with you.
1: Basically mm. that's where
3: Milk and Honey came from. Mm. And I, I was in my room and started playing records and stuff and, um, I don't want milk, I don't want honey if, if it's not. What's the lyric again? It? If it's not. If
2: it's you. Not, you. not you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you're not here. So, yeah, yeah that right came yeah, yeah, from this
3: uh, place of like danger for me. to, mm. You know. So, I really wanted to mark it and like put it in a song that would be released that I would have to sing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, to be meantime, reminded. Just to, for it to be anchored in me. Yeah. 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 That's great. I really like
2: that. That's an interesting backstory. Yeah,
1: well, and I think that, but that's also what art kind of does, is it, Yeah, I, like the art itself never... Uh, never elicits one response, right? It draws different things out of different people, and so I heard that song and I was like, "This is surely about what I went through," and and it wasn't at all, and and yet, gosh, that that is such a beautiful backstory to yeah. a song that I completely misinterpreted. So,
3: <laughs> no, it's not misinterpreted. There's no such thing as misinterpreting a song. It's, it's it's just it's words, and then it's your version of the song. It's not because there's no right interpretation and right right
2: misinterpretation yeah that's that is that's yeah, so cool i love that my favorite song on the ep is uh eyes for you um it was the very first one i heard and that's when i was like travis you need to hear this yeah. so that was that was my favorite off your ep so um i i just really loved that song and how just uh, pure and honest it is um so can i ask about the background of that of that particular song yes
3: Ice for you is about uh, once again big, big declaration. <laughs> of yeah, out of nowhere for no for no reason, um, but just just because I felt like it. Um, actually, the first line, um, um, which is um, "In the darkness, I can't hide from you," it was in my draft. Because I thought that was a good line. I thought it was clever. Like, <laughs> dark like, you know. Yeah. And then uh I I played the the chords. Um and the rest the rest came flowing in. Um there's no real story behind it. I was just I was just you know, when I write music it's like a prayer, so that was prayer time for me. Mm. Um and I said the words that that I wanted to say, um, yeah. and most of my, you know, a lot of my songs come from a place of like bliss or pure happiness with God. Mm. Um, and I'm like, okay, I will sing this song even when I don't feel it, and it and it will remind me that that's how I once felt, and I can feel it again. Mm. And um, and also, I made sure to. Um, yeah, it's, it's basically a prayer, because as, as I say, I only have eyes for you, I'm saying for the future, please make it so I always have eyes for you. Uh, yeah. it's, 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 it's because I don't always feel it. Um, yeah, a lot of my songs are just for the, for the future. Mm. Songs of, um, you know, no matter the circumstance, this will stand. God is still good to me. I love God always, and mm. God loves me always. Yeah, there's no real interesting story
1: behind the song. See, but I actually cool. think that's that's really beautiful. Um, one of yeah. the things that I tell our church when we're singing worship songs is, is you know, there are going to be songs that you sing that don't feel true to you right now, uh, but as you sing it, ask the Lord to, to make this true of you. Yeah. you know, our, yes. our worship songs aren't just about how we feel, but about how we should feel. Right. And if we don't feel this way, then we need to ask God to help us, you know, by right. his spirit to mean what we're singing. And so yeah. the idea that, that even these songs are almost little monuments for you to look back on when right. you're tempted mm-hmm. to doubt is is such a beautiful picture.
2: Yeah, that's
3: great. Oh, praise God, honestly. I, I always say I didn't write the songs because when I listen to them, it doesn't feel, <laughs> it, yeah, it's really God helping me yeah. write them. Mm. I love that. Yeah, I can't take credit. <laughs>
2: So maybe one last thing as we wrap up, Uh, how would you encourage someone who is passionate about Jesus uh, and songwriting and and wants to use that to honor the Lord through their art? So if you could uh, just give someone a piece of advice, someone who's kind of aspiring to kind of enter this world of songwriting and music and and is really passionate about the Lord, uh, how would you encourage someone to honor the Lord through that art?
3: Um, I would say go for it because I feel like the most important ingredients are there already, so mm. it's going to taste good. I feel like because uh, if you love God truly um, and you have a talent and you want to honor him with your talent, there's no real reason for you to even doubt it. Now, the exposure or, or you exposing and sharing your talent uh, with certain expectations, that's different. Mm-hmm. Um because exp- exposure is, is different, but I would say go for it without even thinking about the um, the numbers or the the, the likes. It's is definitely always going to touch one person, and yeah. But I will say also to um, guard your heart very much. Mm. That's very important, and I'm saying this to myself <laughs> as well. Guard your heart, um, and and be always remind yourself that it's, it's not about you um, no matter the results it can't be about you because it's very yeah it can't be about you mm.
1: so can i just ask one final question obviously coronavirus makes music and touring and shows very strange uh, but but what is next for you musically are you working on new music are you planning something uh for the future what can we be looking out for and what can we be looking out for <laughs>
3: Uh, yeah, Corona has made things very, very weird. But uh, one thing I'm kind of grateful for, um, in in the midst of all this, is creativity. And um, there's been a lot of music, you know, that's been released mm. uh, in the past in, in the past months. And um, and it's allowed me to write songs. And five songs that are going to be on the EP, mm-hmm. on an EP coming out okay. this Friday on um, the App Zorema, which is a exclusively Christian music app. Cool. Um, wow. streaming platform. You can get on any device. Uh, so, yeah, it's coming out uh, on September the 25th. Wow, and, um, cool. It's called Golden Hour. Okay. Um, so, yeah, check my page whatever page for more information and then next week on October the 2nd on all streaming platforms
1: wow Wow, there you go that's awesome (laughs) hey well thank you so much for joining us Uh, we've just loved this conversation we're so thankful for the work you do
3: thank you thank you so so much it's been a pleasure
0: I thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the stone table if you've enjoyed this conversation with our friend claudia as much as we did please be sure to write and subscribe and if you haven't already please be sure to follow us on our brand new instagram you can find us at the stone table podcast for baylife church i'm mickey and this is the stone table